Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So I'm just wanting to share um, just some tips with you, just some um, background with you. This won't be an exhaustive study. We'll, have, we'll look into a little bit of why fasting and what it is, and I want to give you some practical tips. But tonight's message is really an encouragement to you. I just think if you have never done fasting before as part of your Christian life, or possibly you used to but you didn't, or it's something you've wrestled with, I want tonight's message to be an encouragement to you, to step out in faith. No, it will not uh, get you saved, but you know what? It will increase and deepen your relationship with God. And I just think, and all of us, um, if we ask for a raise of hands, would say, yeah, you know what? I want to have a deeper relationship with God. And fasting is one of those keys. So again, I don't want anybody feeling condemned. This is not make, about making you feel bad if one, you've never heard about it or if two, you've always struggled with it. This is about sharing some of my experiences, uh, sharing what the Bible says about uh, fasting and so that you can be encouraged to step out in faith. Um, my husband has said to me and, and publicly to some of our leaders and things that this year for me, he has seen um, growth like he's possibly never seen before. And I have to say that that has been in, um, directly responded and tied in with the act of um, fasting. We as a family and as a married couple have fasted routinely in our life um, actually for over 20 years. But this year I walked into a new um, portfolio, uh, new things were asked of me, and I just found myself in that place where I needed to make some adjustment. I needed to grow, and fasting has been in, in incorporating that in different levels to a different level in my life. I've seen some of that breakthrough. So I just thought tonight would be just a great opportunity for me to be able to share that and encourage you, and I'm trusting that when you leave here tonight, it'll be like, you know what, I actually either have let that slip and I want to take it up, or I've never been thought of doing it, never thought I could, and I'm trusting that you'll leave tonight and go, you know what, I think I could implement some of that. So that's the reason why, no fancy um, title, just fasting, because I thought, I don't care, I don't want you to remember the fancy title, you know, fun with fasting or whatever, I just want you to fast, all right? So um, actually, Benno, this is totally off point, but hey, it's my last time, and then I'm on holidays. Yesterday I was getting my hair done and Benno came in and um, I was going through my notes and just reading it and I was eating as I was reading <laughs> and then he walked past and went, oh, he saw my head in. he said, fasting and you're eating. It doesn't go well. So anyway, so anyway, don't know why, but that's what, fasting, awesome. So first, what fasting is not? Fasting is not merely going without food for a period of time. That's starving, or in some of your cases, dieting, all right? That's not fasting. Fasting is not done only by fanatics, and fasting is not limited to ministers or to special occasions. Fasting is for every believer as part of the balanced Christian lifestyle. In Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, he says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. There's no ifs about it. It's when you do this. And there's no differentiation between prayer, uh, between giving and between fasting. It's all the same discipline that Jesus requires of all of us. It's a normal part of our Christian life and it's, they're all as equally important. All right, so that's what fasting isn't. So let's look at what fasting is. Well, simply put, 
Fasting is refraining from food for a special purpose. You see, when you eliminate food for a number of days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of this world and you become sensitive to the things of God. In Psalm 42, when David has gone through a a tough time, he's gone through a period of fasting. The Bible records in Psalm 42, he says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? For my tears have become my food day and night. Because David had set aside himself, he had not been eating food, his relationship with God had deepened so that his hunger and thirst and desire for God was more than his hunger, his natural hunger and thirst. See, fasting will bring us into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. And if I was to ask you tonight, who would like a more powerful, deeper, intimate relationship with the Lord? I'm assuming most of us would put our hands up. And, the re- and the, what we, the, uh, Scripture is telling us is that fasting is one of those ways that brings us in. When we refrain, I'm getting, when we refrain from eating, and it, our soul becomes uncluttered and we're more open to the spiritual things of God. You know, throughout the Bible, fasting has been a normal part of a relationship with God. Some examples in Nehemiah. When Nehemiah wanted to go back to Jerusalem and build the walls and they were facing opposition, it says in Nehemiah 9, On the 24th day of the same month, the Israelites gathered together, fasting and wearing sackcloth and putting dust on their heads. In Esther, when they were going, the uh, edict was set out to kill all the Jews. Esther says in in, uh, chapter 4, In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews. With fasting, weeping and wailing, many lay in sackcloth and ashes. With Daniel... When uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had the dreams and he brings Daniel before him and he says, it's not me, uh, O king, but it's God. In Daniel chapter 9, he says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. And then finally, Jesus, our greatest example, Matthew chapter 4, says, After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, here's the biggest understatement in the Bible, he was hungry. (laughs) So... Throughout the Bible, there are stories and stories and stories of fasting. This is not a new teaching. This is not something that is just a victory thing that we do. Fasting is God's way. Fasting does something in the life of the believer that only fasting can do. So fasting's not new. It's here to stay, and I'm just trusting what I share can help us. So why fast? Well, number one, because Jesus fasted. In Luke, like I just read, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. So if you're sitting there tonight and going, well, you know, okay, this kind of sounds cool, why should I fast? Well, even if this alone was because Jesus fasted. And the Bible says that he's our, he is our example. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, it says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example, that you should follow in his steps. So Jesus fasted. He set us an example. We should do it. And here's the thing. Just because Jesus did, we should do it. Because the Scripture also says that as his disciples, we're no better than him. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I've got an escape clause. I don't have to. I'm sorry. I'm just removing your escape clause. Because it says a disciple is not above, a student is not above the teacher. But everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. That's Luke chapter 6, verse 40. So why fast? One, because Jesus fasted. Secondly, why we should fast is because God delights in rewarding faithfulness. 
Matthew 6, when I said about uh, when you pray, when you give, when you fast, Matthew 6 says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others as to be seen by them. For if you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. When giving, prayer and fasting are active in our life, God loves to reward us openly. In verse 4 of that Matthew chapter 6, he's talking to the disciples. Jesus is teaching the disciples and he says, When you give in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In verse 6, he's talking about when they pray. When you go into your room and close the door and you pray to your Father who is unseen, then your Father who sees what is unseen will reward you. And in verse 18, when he's, he's talking to them about when they're fasting, don't go around with miserable faces, don't let everybody know this is what you're doing. He says that when you do it, it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God delights in rewarding your faithfulness. So even if you decided tonight, you know what, I'm just going to do it because God has said I must do it. God delights in your faithfulness. I mean, how many are parents here? How many love it when they're, I mean, you love your kids, but how much nicer is it when they do what they're supposed to do? I mean, Tony and I travel quite a bit. And so, you know, we train our kids and we spend time with them, but you leave them with others and then you pray. Jesus, please, please give grace to those who are looking after my kids because they're still my kids and they're still human and they can just be kids. And so when we get home or we're on the phone and we're talking to those who are looking after them and they tell us how great they've been and the kids, can I tell you as a parent, there is nothing more satisfying. It's like, woohoo. I mean, I love to bring my kids stuff back, but I tell you, when I get reports of how good they're doing, they get lots of stuff back. And the Bible says that if me, who is not a great parent, love to give good gifts, then how much more God? And so here's me saying, you know what, my kids were great, so I want to give them gifts, I want to reward them for being really good. Well, how much more God? When we fast, God wants to reward you for your faithfulness. Another reason we should fast is fasting releases power. Here's a question we have to ask ourselves. If Jesus could accomplish all he came to do without fasting, why would he fast? You know why he fasted? Because he knew that there were supernatural things that could only be released this way. Fasting, as I said before, is an overlooked source of power. We have this mindset that says fasting is a rule and fasting makes me feel like um, I'm under compulsion. I have to do this. Fasting releases power. Fasting opens a doorway for me to be able to do things that I could never do. For the um, conversation and, or the testimony of Tony saying that he's seen growth in my life, can I tell you, other than saying yes to God, just opening up the fasting and saying, God, I'm at my wit's end. I feel like I'm at my capacity. I can't do any more in my strength. But in encompassing fasting, God has released a power to me that has seen me walk in new ways because he's been able to empower me to do that. Fasting is an overlooked secret source of power. In Matthew 17... There's a story you may know of the man who brings his son to Jesus. He'd brought his son to the disciples. He'd been tormented by a demonic spirit. The demonic spirit kept throwing him into the fire. And he'd brought him to the disciples and the disciples couldn't get the spirit out of him. They couldn't release this poor child from bondage. And Jesus comes down from the mountain and the father brings him to Jesus. And Jesus heals and releases the boy. And afterwards, the disciples say to him, hey, what happened? Why couldn't we do it? And Jesus 
Jesus' answer to them is this kind can only come out through prayer and fasting. And I want to encourage you, what is in your life right now that you have struggled with for ages? You've been trying in your own strength. You've been doing this. You've been doing that. Could it possibly be God saying to you, you know, this breakthrough can only come through prayer and fasting. And here's my little tip. You know what? If you've never tried prayer with fasting, why not just try it? Because you haven't had breakthrough without it. So maybe if we do it, we could have some breakthrough there. So... So fasting releases power. I'm running through these pits because I want to get to the practical tips of how you can fast. Number four, I love this one. Fasting dethrones king's stomach. Fasting means you crucify your stomach. And we laugh at king's stomach, but we've got lots of kings in our life. There is only one king, Jesus. But you know what? We like to put lots of kings on the throne. And stomach is a big one. I mean, possibly your stomach has grumbled several times already since we've been talking, all right? And you know the saying that a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. You know, women know that. If, well, smart women know that anyway. <laughs> women know that. Advertising agencies know that. You've only got to watch the advertising agencies. And you know who else knows it? The devil knows that. Consider what happened to the human race under the rule of King's stomach. And this started all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, in Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, they were told what? Do not eat of the apple of that tree. With one meal, Adam and Eve went from enjoying God's presence in the garden to hiding from his presence in that same garden. They literally ate themselves out of house and home. I thought you'd respond to that one. I thought that was good. Anyway, (laughs) Adam and Eve ate themselves out of God's provision and plan for their life. Their stomach was temporarily satisfied And you and I and the generations that have been and the generations that are to come still suffer the consequence of their appetites today. That is sin and separation from God. So Adam and Eve, what about Esau? Esau ate himself out of his birthright. In Genesis 25, he'd been out hunting. He comes in like a man. He's hungry, melodramatic, like, I'm going to die. I'm dying of starvation. And he gives up his rights as the firstborn son for a bowl of stew. He wasn't going to die. So that's, that's an example of King's stomach. King's stomach has us doing ridiculous things. And fasting lets us know, King's stomach, you're not in control. Matthew, um, the Israelites, another example. It says the Israelites ate themselves out of the promised land. In Numbers 11, they were grumbling. Why are we out here in the desert? Why are we doing this? It would have been better to stay in Egypt, the figs of Egypt, the this of Egypt, the that of Egypt. And they, God got so angry, he just said, this generation is not entering into the promised land. The Israelites ate themselves out of the promised land. These are just, and um, there are some promises that we, just like Adam and Eve, just like Esau, just like the Israelites, there are some promises that you and I will never see realised in our life if we let King stomach rule. There are some things that we will not see the fruit and the productivity of if we are um, just bound by our emotions, by our feelings. If we let King's stomach rule and we've not learnt the discipline of fasting and saying, you know what, stomach, you are not in control. I am going to take some control here. I'm going to do some things so that I can then walk into the destiny and everything that God has called me to. Matthew Henry says this, those that are under the power of the carnal mind will have their lust fulfilled though it be to the certain damage and ruin of their precious souls. 
Some things are just not worth the meal, simply said. And then fifthly, we're talking about uh, why fast? Because fasting can bring healing to your body. I'm just going to quickly list off. These are some medically documented benefits of fasting. Fasting can clean your body by eliminating toxins. It can give your body a chance to heal itself. Fasting relieves nervous tension. Fasting can give digestive system a chance to rest. Fasting has been known to lower blood pressure and the cholesterol level. Fasting can relieve rheumatism in joints and muscles. It can combat diseases of the heart. Fasting improves circulation. It can help with stress and exhaustion. Fasting helps skin diseases and complexion. Ladies, fasting has a positive effect on the menstrual cycle and hot flushes. Fasting, lost myself, I've got hot flushes and lost myself. (laughs) I just saw my future. (laughs) Fasting can slow the ageing process. Fasting can sharpen the mind. Fasting improves your sight, hearing, taste, touch and smell. And fasting can break addictions. That's why we fast. All right, listen. So I'm, I'm hoping that just in sharing some of those things, I'm encouraging you now to say, oh, come on, just get to the how we do it because we want to do it. All right. So just quickly, there are three types of fasts. Firstly, there's the absolute fast, which is nothing, nothing. Zip, zero, nothing. Nothing for a short period of time. And can I suggest only with medical consultation. So absolute fast, nothing. No food, no water, nothing. Another type of fast, which we call a normal fast, is no food for a certain number of days. And you possibly have uh, read in the Bible and and heard of others. You can have a 24-hour fast, a three-day fast, 14-day fast, 21-day fast, or a 40-day fast. And that's generally just water And again, depending on the length of that fast, it may be juice or even clear broth. And then uh, thirdly, a partial fast, which is the most popular when we talk about fasting. And that's giving up particular foods and drink for an extended period of time. And I have to say this, you shouldn't have to, but I do have, uh, it's not between a set time, like 11pm and 6am. That's called sleeping, all right? Not fasting. So how many times people say to me, oh, I fast every night. It's like, no, 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 that's sleeping. Fasting, you do 9 a.m. to 9 a.m., that's fasting. But 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., uh-uh, doesn't cut it. That's sleeping. And the most common of that partial fast is the Daniel fast, which is really just fruit and vegetables and eliminating everything else. All right, so who's with me? Who wants to fast starting tomorrow? Come on, all right. So just some practical tips to help you get started. All right. So when you wake up tomorrow and you're saying, you know what, I heard what Kath said and there's been something missing in my life and I want to see that power released. Here's some things that we can do that can set us up for the win in terms of fasting. So number one, and absolutely pun intended, don't bite off more than you can handle. Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> You're still going, my stomach's grumbling. <laughs> I'm starving. Don't bite off more than you can handle. You know what? Set yourself up for the win. If you've never fasted before, then don't sit there and tell me I'm going to do a 40-day fast. Because I'm like, no. You know what? 24 hours possibly. What about nine, you know, miss breakfast and lunch? Do you set yourself up. Do something small. Maybe eliminate a food group. So again, you've never done it before. So maybe you can say, you know what, I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to cut out this. Eliminate a food group. Do it for a short time, 24 hours, um, and then build up. Okay, do that. So don't bite off more than you can handle. This is what I know to be true. If it means something to you, it means something 
to God. So whatever it is, it's like, you know what, if this, I'm going to do this, it means something to me. This is costing me something. It means something to God. And I just want to share a story. And I, There's no condemnation or I'm not accusing anyone here at all, but they do the 40-hour famine and, and they teach it at the school. And so our youngest, Bailey, she's eight, she comes home. So she's, they've heard about this. So she says to me, I'm going to do the 40-hour famine. I'm like, cool. She says, I'm going to fast from furniture. Now, I'm not pleased because some kids may have done that and maybe that's cool. But I'm like, girlfriend, you are not fasting from furniture. Because what you have to know about Bailey is she actually sometimes likes to sleep in her brother's room. And so we've always had this concept. Let's not make it easy for her. If she wants to sleep in there, um, I don't, we, we, Mitchie doesn't want to get in comfortable because she's got her own room and he wants his space. But, you know, he'll allow it. So she sleeps on the floor. Because, you know, if you don't make it comfortable, hopefully she won't come back. So I'm like, going without furniture, that's just like sleeping on the floor. That's nothing. You don't, you know, so I'm just like, no, 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 no. You can do better than that. So I'm wanting to encourage her in terms of she had a heart that she wanted to do it. But it's like furniture. Like, that's like camping. You do that all the time. Like, no. So we said, you know what? Let's hit her where it hurts. I said, I, I want you to do the 40 hours. I think you can do it. Let's do 40 hours from TV. If it means something to you, it means something to God. And she did it, you know, grumbled a little bit. But if it means something to you, it means something to God. So again, just set yourself up. Don't bite off more than you can handle. All right, secondly, we're talking about practical keys that are going to help set you up to uh, have a lifestyle of fasting. There's never a good time to fast. There's ne- Don't sit there waiting. To, oh, I'll just wait for the right time. Can I tell you, there's never... Even right now, like I said, your stomach is going, just because we're talking about food. It's like there's never a good time. There's always a birthday. There's always parties. There's always, there's always going to be something. There's never a good time. You can't look at the calendar and go, well, here's a time. You know what? We just got to set ourselves and say, I'm just going to do it. This is what I'm going to do when I set myself and then move accordingly. All right? So there's never a good time to fast. The third key, talking about practical tips to help you get started tomorrow morning is to prepare. If you're going on a total fast, don't go to the shops today and fill up the fridge in the cupboards because tomorrow morning you wake up and it's like, well, I've got to eat it because it will spoil. And what about the starving kids in Africa? You know, they would, they would love to have this food, so I better eat it. It's like, you know what, prepare. If you know you're going to go on a fast, don't go to the shops. Run the food down. So my kids today, because we're going away on Tuesday, it's like, why does the bread bounce? <laughs> it's like, because our mummy's not buying fresh bread because we're going away. <laughs> so prepare, set yourself up. If, if you're going to go, say, like the Daniel fast and you're going to do a fruit and vegetable sup, then stock your fridge and cupboards with fruits and vegetables. So again, don't go and buy the chips, don't go and buy the chocolate, don't buy the soft drink, don't buy the whatever it is you're eliminating from your diet. Set yourself up, buy the stuff you will be eating so that then you know, actually, there is no temptation there. Because let me tell you, the enemy understands the power of fasting. And he does not want you fasting. So every, every, you're going to say, I'm going to fast tomorrow. I'm going to set myself. You're going to get a phone call. Hey, do you want to come over for dinner? You're going to get um, specials going to come in through the junk mail. There's going to be just for you. Hungry Jacks have got a two for one. You've won a burger, whatever. Because the enemy does not want, he understands the power. It releases in your life and he doesn't want you to know. So you've got to do some things to prepare yourself. So don't stock up the fridge or stock up the fridge. Just do it in, in what you're doing. For all the mums and dads, prepare your kids' meals in advance. 
Because again, if we're talking about I'm going to go on, there's been plenty of times when Tony and I personally have done three-day fasts, but the kids have just done partial fasts in that, which means I'm still cooking for them. And so when you're not eating and you're cooking, the temptation to... So sometimes the best thing in preparation is, you know what, we'll cook before we start the fast and then they can just bring it out of the fridge, put it in the microwave, do whatever, you know. Hey, give them McDonald's for three days so that you don't have to have the... Temp- whatever, but prepare yourself. Prepare the kids' meals in advance. Make adjustments in your diary or your lifestyle. You know what? Like I said, there's never a good time and sometimes things happen, um, but you can still do preparation. So you can still look and go, actually, because you know what? You still have to work. So if you're a, um, a production line guy and you're doing a three-day fast, the last thing we want you to do is to conk it on the production line and come back like missing an arm because you fell through the thing because you fainted because you haven't prepared yourself. So you have to be wise we're not talking about throwaway faith, but let's be wise. So there's, if there's ways you can clear your diary. So I like to go to the gym. And so sometimes I feel really good. And even when I'm doing my fast, I can still work out. And there are other times I start and then I wake up two hours later because I've passed out. Not a smart move. So prepare yourself and, re- and listen to your body and understand. So there's some things you can do to prepare yourself, to give yourself the best setup in doing it. Because I'm sure many of you, like for us sometimes, if you're sick, we have a daily discipline, or a weekly discipline where we'll fast once a week. But sometimes if you're sick, we just go, you know what, I think I'm pushing on the edge. It wouldn't be a smart move. Other times, it's actually a very good move because you can do that and healing can come. So just listen to your body. Sometimes like when we travel with jet lag, it's the, the best thing to do can be a fast and sometimes the worst thing to do. So it's just, just knowing that. And I'm sure you've heard of the expression hangry. You know, it's angry, but it's actually hungry. And you begin to, <laughs> so again, setting yourself up. You've got to go to work. You've got to see people. You don't want to be biting your clients' heads off and getting stuck into your boss simply because you're hangry. You need to put some things in practice. That's not a excuse for, well, I'm never going to fast. It's like prepare. What can I do so that I'm putting myself in the best position to be able to do that? And prepare for withdrawals. If, you, if you're not eating food, you've just got to prepare. Prepare for the headaches. Prepare for the hangry and the crankiness. We've often sat down with our kids and said, hey, you know what, mum and dad are doing a three-day fast, letting them know in advance, which means in code for don't mess with me. <laughs> I've got no food in my stomach and you know what, the grace that I would have for you doing that, I'm not going to have, you know. But just prepare yourself. Talk to people around you, get a good support network, people to keep you accountable. Do what you can do to set yourself up. Because like I said, the enemy doesn't want you to do it. So we have the power. We have a saying within our staff that empowerment comes down, but empowerment goes up too. And so we can empower ourselves, get the right people alongside. You know what? I'm doing this. I want you to hold me accountable. If you see that I'm snappy and crabby and, oh, that was supposed to be crabby, (laughs) snappy and crabby, then, you know, draw alongside me, remind me of that. So prepare yourselves for the headache, the crankiness, even the breakout. You know, sometimes you stop doing that and then your skin breaks out. It's like, ooh. Anyway, <laughs> prepare. Number four, combine with prayer and, and the word. You know, otherwise it is just dieting. You know, this isn't about dieting. This is about um, getting power released in your life. And so if you just refrain without food but have no spiritual connectedness to that, it is just dieting or starving, however you're wanting to do it. So if you're doing a fast, then don't sit in front of the TV. I am amazed at the amount of time I have in my life when we're doing fasts. So I've got all this time because I'm not making breakfast, I'm not making lunch, I'm not doing dishes. 
It's like, woohoo. So, but you know what? You can fill it up with the wrong things. Connect it to spiritual acts of discipline. Reading your word. Go for walks, do meditation, listen to messages, feed yourself. Remember Dave in Psalm 42, he said, my tears became my food. His desire for God's intimacy and relationship and and communion with God became even his hunger for that was more than his actual natural hunger. And that's what you want to do, not just sit in front of the TV or just make yourself so busy. I'm not eating, so I'm just busy, busy, busy because then I don't have to think about it. There's no, no advantage. We want to connect it to the spiritual. God, I'm denying myself food so that I can get a deeper relationship with you. I can hear you. I've uncluttered my soul so that you can speak to me. But I don't unclutter it naturally with uh, no food and then fill it up with the TV and the ads and then, or busy because I don't want to think about it. So connect it to something. Combine it with prayer and words. Otherwise, it's just dieting. And then number five, and as our band come up, Drink plenty of water. Again, water it just helps with the hunger pains. I don't know how many times I find myself eating, and I'm not actually hungry. It's actually my body telling me I'm thirsty. And so if you're fasting, drink lots of water. It'll help with the hunger pains. It'll help uh, against dehydration, so keeping your fluids up. And again, it flushes out the system. I'm trusting that tonight's message was encouraging for you to be able to sit there and go, you know what, I think that there's a power missing in my life. We prayed for people earlier tonight, just asking them if you are wanting healing, if you need a breakthrough relationally. I want to encourage you, could it possibly be you've been uh, inquiring of God, asking of God, imploring of God, God, come and intervene in my situation, of which he can and he wants to, but how are we partnering with him? And fasting is a way that we partner with God, where we say, you know what, God, I want you to come and do something in me and then through me. And I don't know what the breakthrough is that you're desiring. I don't know if you have healing that you're in need of, or relational, or possibly just want to go to that next level. There's something that is a blockage for you that you just want to go to that next level level. Could it be the missing link of fasting and the discipline of fasting in your life that's the blockage? We don't fast to say, here I am doing it in my own strength, see God. No, we fast because of what I said about God loves to reward people for their faithfulness. Just like I love to reward my kids when they behave because they're great. You know what? What is the missing power in your life? Like I said, it's not this message isn't about condemning. I would hate for anybody to leave thinking you have to. I just say, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to fast? When we've talked about the benefits of fasting, what it does in your life, what it does and can release in and through you, what uh, spiritual power is available to you. It's not you must, but it's like, why wouldn't you want to? And so I'm trusting that what I've shared with you tonight is an encouragement for you to go, you know what? I'm going to start. If you've been doing it, then hopefully it will, it will up it. I've this year done a two 30-day Daniel fast, just wanting to break some things in my life, just more intense this year than I have in my So if you've been doing it, I'm trusting it will encourage you. If you have never done it, I'm trusting there was enough here tonight that you go, you know what, I'm just going to step out. Even if it's 24 hours, 12 hours, even if it's just a certain food group, well, if it means something to you, it means something to God. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 